episode 65. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. Well, the story starts in Nigeria, then to London, then back to Nigeria, then finally back to London, but we hunted him down. Anthony Everest from the UK is with us today to share his amazing songwriting, his beautiful voice, and many pearls of wisdom. So strap up your seatbelts, let's go for a ride. Hey, so uh, it's really awesome that we kind of hooked up here. I'm really happy to have you on Dharmic Evolution, Anthony. And uh, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, it's always a pleasure to have another UK brother or sister on. I've been really lucky in stepping in it lately by finding all kinds of talent on your island. It's just really, uh, really great. And when I heard your music... um, I just really uh, was so impressed with your sound and your approach to music and your vocals. So tell me, my friend, where do you come from? What planet brought you to us? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm I'm, uh, from... Okay, where should we start this? I always say I'm Anglo-Nigerian. My parents are from Nigeria, but I was born in... um, I was born in London, okay. and I was taken back to Nigeria when I was about, I think, five, six, and then I came back to London when I was 14, no, sorry, 19, and I've just been having fun with music and just trying to make the world a better place with my two cents of contribution. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, that you um, you tend to put your heart out on your sleeve and you're doing a lot of great things for a lot of people, which I really admire. Um, tell me, how did you get into music? Like, when did the uh, the bug hit you? When you were a teenager or was it much younger? Um, I got into music. I love the sound of music. To be fair, the the real truth was, was that I discovered music through two artists who really significantly um, had a profound, long-lasting impact on me. The first one was Helen Baylor when I was 18, and the second was Whitney Houston. So I dis- a, a cousin of mine gave me uh, an old tape, you know, the cassette ones that used to play before cds and dvds i remember those (laughs) so i went to bear with the background noise in here that's all right they're invited everything's cool on dharmic evolution my friend (laughs) Um, I I went to see a cousin of mine who I met for the first time and we have the same name and she just for no reason she just gave me this tape and it was a a Helen Helen Bill is a gospel artist used to be a pop artist has an incredible testimony and she just gave it to me I think it was highly recommended that was the compilation and I took it home it's still bizarre today why she gave me that but now it, it does make sense so I went home I played it and I inserted that um and this was your aunt, you said, that gave no, it to my you? Cousin. Your cousin. My cousin. So she was guided. That's why she gave it to you. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I will be a different story today. So I got home, and I put the tape in my stepdad's cassette player, which I was forbidden even not to touch. I was like, <laughs> told you should never touch it. So I just thought, well, I'm so curious to know 
what's going on in uh, what wh- what kind of music this is and the voice that came out just threw me I mean, it, it threw me off my feet. I, then I said, I made an oath then. I said, God, when I grow up, that's exactly how I want to sound, and that's exactly what I want to be doing. So I remember for like almost two weeks or two months, I was just trying to belt and belt and belt like Helen. So it, shortly after then, I discovered Whitney Houston from um, The Bodyguard. She was singing Run To You. I was right. watching telly in Africa and then because Bodyguard did crossover everywhere and um, they were showing the soundtrack and I just was mesmerized when I just saw her like running in this white veil and singing I want to run to you and I thought whatever she's on I want some of that yeah <laughs> <So>, yeah <laughs> but I, I think I should have really asked carefully <laughs> but it was those two people who actually really inspired me so much Helen and Whitney and I just wanted from there to sing and I joined the youth choir in church and I started singing and when I came back to London I joined a boy band which was put together by um, the legendary Peter Waterman who gave the world Rick Astley, Kylie Minogue and so many fantastic talents like that and that's just where it started really. Wow wow so so first of all um uh, the Whitney thing. So Whitney actually lived uh, about two miles from me in the same town, but we were in such different worlds, so we never met, of course. And tell me about your dad must have been a musician, he, or he must have loved music, right? The, the fact that he guarded that cassette player so so zealously? Um, actually, that was my stepdad who, who, who kind of like, I was, well, my mom said I shouldn't touch, because I'm, some, when I was a kid, I was a, well, when I was a kid, I was an extrovert, and I tend to be accident-prone, so I was just told, just don't go near it so you don't get into trouble. Right. But, my, but my dad actually does love music. My dad, he, he loved music so much, like he lived in music, and so did my uncle. And um, I was actually just saying on my timeline yesterday that um, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold, uh, that Kenny Reeves song i was saying how profound this line in it was yesterday that um i rather have jesus than worldly applause and i was meditating and processing that and telling my friends that isn't this so amazing but he I, and i was i remember as a teenager growing up he used to play that song a lot and my dad also played that a lot they both love music but they never really support especially my dad he never really thought that music was a career or a path for me. His idea was, oh, you have to come back to Nigeria and be a doctor and I'll pay for you. You go to medical school and all that. Right. Uh, Palava. But yeah, they definitely... But you walked your own path, you know. And hey, let's let's take a little um, second here to listen to what Anthony Everest is all about. This is called Emptiness. So check this out. It you up inside. It takes you all over town. Emptiness is like a disease It takes you without release I don't know why I frown I say you're my heartache in a letter In a poem I wrote Your black coffee is giving me awake all night And I don't do Somebody walking alongside nobody below 
Hey, Anthony, so tell me about this track, man. This is just really soulful. Got a great, great groove. I love this. So so tell me a little bit about this. What what inspired Emptiness? What's the story behind Emptiness? Wow. Okay, Emptiness um, was a song I wrote on piano one day. I went out because I was bored, so I thought I'll go and hit town, the clubs, the bars. or just I don't know how you could be bored, my friend. You, you're like a one-man entertainment center. You got everything going on here, so, so I, I digress. So go ahead with the story. I I I I don't know. Some days, you know, you need um, when you give. Sometimes you need to receive. So yes. sometimes you 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 kind of like uh, feel run down, and you just want to recharge your battery. So right, um, I, I get bored in the sense that I'm not really into everything that my friends. So I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Don't smoke. So sometimes if there's nothing inspiring on. TV, TV or I, I'm not around great music that the music I want that feeds my spirit I might want to just change my landscape a little bit but I did that and I went out and I came back and I was still empty so as I walked in through the door I just sat on the piano and I wrote that song Emptiness. I love it. I love it. It's such a good song. And, you know, that's a really cool point that that, um, you don't do the, uh, you know, the the terrible habits. So uh, so that gives you an opportunity. You don't have all these distractions, man. So you're probably um, a very creative man. You've always got something going on, right? Yeah, I try to. I try to. I was one of those misfits kids who didn't really fit into most things, and I was exempted from a lot of things when I was growing up in school. So music was actually my sanctuary. And if I did not have music, because I went through a lot of um, internal turmoils and really unhappy times uh, when I was growing up, just due to circumstances, not you know by my own doing but music was a great way for me to escape 
to write, to play piano, to compose, to listen. I mean, it, it, I, I always, if I didn't have music in my life, I'd probably be dead now. Yes, sure. there's many of us that feel that same way. It is a sanctuary, is it not? It is an absolute sanctuary. Yeah, so uh, hey, is piano your main instrument? Um, well, I think voice is still my main instrument, okay. actually. But I started playing piano out of a, uh, a necessity when I had an accident with my vocal cords when I was like 21 and I couldn't sing um, when I was like a week into my first record contract. So I could not really do much with my voice. So I just started writing. I started playing the piano just to express myself because I was really going crazy by having all this music in my head, which I couldn't express. So that's how the piano came about. And it's really interesting. I, I, I sometimes forget that I actually can play piano, that when I get on the piano, people are like, really? Is that you? But <laughs> it's kind of one of those hidden um, mysteries or it's just sometimes. It's just in your DNA. It's in your soul. Hey, you said something very profound there. You said, I think voice is my main instrument. Nobody's ever put it that way. I commend you, my friend. That's really, really cool because it is an instrument. It is overlooked. Um, you know, people just say, well, I'm a singer, but voice as an instrument, I love the way you framed that because it, it, really, is, um, it really is a very special instrument. It is. You only have one vocal cord. You can go and buy another guitar, piano, or retune your piano, whatever you want to do with other instruments. But voice is fragile. It's delicate. It's pure. It's the first instrument, actually. And um, and nothing HL, quite conveys emotion like a voice, right, Anthony? Exactly. Yeah. And even if you look through um, the, the, the world, birds sing, crickets chirp. There's so many ways you, oceans make sound. So it's a natural instrument which is around us. And we, we, we take it for, for, for granted. And um, when, when, I mean, even angels sing in heaven. And so it's Bud monks, they chant and they, um, right. you know. So how, no, about the, uh, how about the wildebeest on the African plains? There's like a million of them and the mother can identify her, her you know, baby <laughs> by the sound. That's unbelievable. Hey, you know, I think it's time to play Follow Your Dreams, Anthony. Let's check this one out. Anthony Everest on the Dharmic Evolution. I don't care about what they say. Uh -huh. I don't care about what they may. Uh -huh. All I care about is what I do. Uh -huh. All I care about is what I do. And though they keep judging me, uh -huh. and though they keep warning me. Judging me, ah, and though they keep wanting. 
I will be fine. Will you survive? Do not be shy. Please do not cry. And though they keep judging you. Amazing. Like I said in my email, I thought I first thought it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you were almost like through my email. So I'm pleasantly relieved and, and happy and thrilled that it is for real. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, that's that's funny. That is a great track. And uh you know, while we were uh, while we were tracking this, uh, Anthony was saying that he thought I was a hoax when I first emailed him. So <laughs> And uh, I, I may have been in a in a past life, but no, I'm I'm very very uh, sincere and serious, and and that, I'm so delighted to have you on Dharmic Evolution and sharing your music. So tell me about Follow Your Dreams. What's the story on that one? Beautiful okay. song, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Follow Your Dreams is a major chapter in my life, and it's my uh, my anthem, and it's the song that saved me. So I was saying earlier that I had an accident with my vocal cords when I was literally a couple of weeks into my uh, first record deal at 21. Uh, What happened? I I was, because I had this amazing voice, which was just, I mean, you you only need, you should only hear it, it, that voice. I mean, I think I have probably a shadow of my old voice, according to my friends, but it's still pretty good now. But I think it's very good. It's excellent. It was just, it could, I could sing anything you threw at me. Whitney, um, Celine, uh, Chaka Khan, male, female, I could just like, you know, just like, you know, knock those songs out but at the time i hadn't taken vocal lessons so i didn't understand that the voice is sensitive and fragile you need to rest it and all that so i was overdoing it just because i could hit the notes and then one day um i something terrible just happened to my vocal cords and i was just like my my voice was just not pretty so i could not sing for a very long time and then i became depressed and i lost the contract uh, but actually um, the real truth is that that major contract that I did sign, God did tell me not to sign that deal, and I did it. But that's not, I can I'll probably go into that story later some other time. But the consequence of that, it made me very unhappy. I could not sing, lost my voice, was depressed, and I became narcoleptic because I was thinking so much about all the what nots should have and could have. And through that process, and I really, really thought, okay, this is the end for me, and I'm just gonna die. So, so wait I wrote a minute, you never, your dreams. so you never had. Uh, a narcoleptic episode before this event that triggered it? No. Wow. I was a perfect child. I mean, my friends, my best friend told me that before I came back to London that I could do anything in the world I wanted to do. And when he heard my voice first time, he said, wow, your voice is gone. And that really tore my heart apart. I mean, I was just like, but I had to go through so much processing. Um, well, who uh, said that? Who said that to you? A friend said that to you? or Yeah, my friends and I used to oh. sing with Nigerian church. Okay. When they came to England, I heard my voice. I was so happy to hear them what I was doing. They was like, damn, sorry, your voice is gone. But I understood right. where that came from. And um, this is all part of my journey and my lessons and, and the process and just coming to terms with my purpose and not just what I wanted to do with my gift. So, um, the, 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 uh, so it, when I was really at my worst, 
worst, worst, that nobody wanted to record me and nobody wanted to work with me. I kind of panicked and went into the studio saying, listen, I need to put some music down for posterity. And it was going to be this whole Follow Dreams thing. But the funny thing was that when we were recording Follow Dreams, I was slurring my lines. I could not remember. It was just a mess. And the, and the producer was saying... Anthony, why are you singing? Is your manager paying you to sing? And that really, really hurt more. So I thought I gotta have to push through this. But while I was recording, I think it was one of the takes of Follow Dreams, I heard the Holy Spirit told me that now I know it was the Holy Spirit, I didn't know before. It said you have to find a way to get back into your brain again. So that kind of motivated me and pushed me to to do the recording and um the project at the time was not finished by the producers. They abandoned it because they thought, oh God, this guy is going to die. Nothing's going to happen to this. So I decided to harvest all the tracks and do a compilation and put them up. They were not even really mixed and mastered properly. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to put this on iTunes, see what happens. Right. So I called the album at the time Pennies, and then I put Follow Your Dreams on Reverb Nation, and it just went crazy. I was just getting so much positive feedbacks, picked up awards for it. So I recalled the album back from CD Baby saying, guys, I think I want to change this to this album to Follow Your Dreams because something amazing is happening Follow Your Dreams, which really annoyed them anyway. Way, but they did it and um, the rest is history I won loads of awards from it I did lots of press uh, people were so inspired by the song I got so much fan mail that you know this song has really helped them in fact um, there's a kid an autistic kid who, who came to one of my rehearsals in London with my guitarist and we, I gave him the CD and I forgot and he came back about a month later and I didn't remember who he was and my guitarist was saying don't you remember who he is I said no and then his mother now came over and said he's autistic and listens to this album every night before he sleeps that's and fantastic that for me, that's that, amazing that was enough for me like yeah. I don't care about Grammys and you know what well, that is it that hey that, let me ask you it. this so you so you attribute your um your rebuilding if you will to divine intervention you had Absolutely. you had a yeah so you had this um this incredible moment happen to you and then what did you do in the physical world to rebuild did you do any kind of um training with your voice um anything in particular that you can share with us that helped you get back to you know the Anthony that we once knew Oh yes, I'm definitely, definitely true. I knew, um, I knew I had to do something. Obviously, one of it was acceptance that that's how you used to sing. Now this is how you have to sing now. Right. I think I did. Um, I spoke to a lot of friends. I think I had some um, counseling. Um, I listened to a lot of gospel music. I listened to. Uh, I did a lot of research. I started playing piano. I started going down the Billie Holiday route because it helped. It kept. It gave my voice um, a different style and texture and how to use my voice. Then I went to a school called City Lit in London. It was an evening school and um, music school, and I took some classes in pop, jazz, soul rock and R&B and I have to be very very grateful to my teachers people like Colette Murray um, uh, you know Carol Grimes there's some amazing people and I, I alright I, Colette well, and Carol you hear that it's a <laughs> shout out to you ladies thank you ladies look what you did with Anthony yeah, Colette Murray actually was Lisa Stanfield's uh, vocal teacher. Oh, really? So you kept good company, man. <laughs> You're a smart guy. Hey, you know what? It's it's time to play Never Around with Anthony Everest. Yeah. 
You're never around when I need you. You always have something wrong, something to say about you. How can we be friends? How can we be enemies? You're never around when I need you. Stay, baby, stay. Way, baby, way. Way, baby, way. Leo, 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 Leo. Something's growing on my mind, telling me to leave you. You always ask something wrong, something to say about you. How can we be friends? How can we be enemies? Something's growing on my mind, telling me to leave you. Stay, baby, stay. Way, baby, way. Stay, baby, stay. Leo, 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 Leo. Stay, baby, stay. Way, baby, way. Way, baby, way. Leo, 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 Leo. I think that you should stay for a little longer, you. You have not a thing to dread when you step up on my bed. I want to be on your side when your glitter runs with pride. I think that you should stay for a little longer. You stay, babe, stay. Way, baby, way. Way, baby, way. Leo, 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 stay, babe, stay. Way, baby, way. Way, baby, way. Leo, 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 stay, babe, stay. Way, baby, stay, baby, stay. How could you not want to sing that one, Anthony? That's a great track, man. Thank you. Yeah, give us some. Give us uh, the story. First of all, I want to know about um, the story itself. Tell us about Never Around. What is that song about? Um, it's about unrequited love. Um, I don't remember exactly at what point I decided to, or who the song was about, but I know that growing up, uh, there are lots of times when I was, I always say I, I think I was one of those misfits kids and I didn't really fit into many things around me. Um, so there must have been a point when I wanted to uh, compensate that emptiness with friendships, which I did quite a lot on reason, which I understood. I always thought I needed validation from people and that because I was a misfit, there was something wrong with me and I just wanted to fit into cliques and everything. So there must have been a time when I got to that point I wrote maybe I had a friend who walked out and I think sometimes because of my faith as well people don't understand people people assume things about me which I'm not necessarily like or I don't do things that they do so um, I think I've just 
drawn closer to my faith, and I made it an oath this year that this year, 2016, Jesus Christ would be my number one best friend because I found out that when I put relationships, friendships, and you know what, first, when they break down and I'm broken, I, ha I go back to my faith to rebuild myself, and then I then do it all over again, and then I go back to folks, people, so I realized, no, I think I'm doing it the other way around. I should put my faith first so that I'm solid and no matter what, whether people are there or they're not, you know. Um, so you flip, you flip the, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good policy, man. That's really yeah. good. Hey, you said something really cool there. Compromise emptiness with friendships. I love that yeah. because, um, yeah, so you're, so you're really just settled in your own space, your own self-love and um, appreciation of who, who you are, and then you can, ha whether you have a relationship or whether you don't, you're still happy with you. Thank you. That's 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 and it's taking me time to understand. It was when I started doing promo for Never Around Again when I was singing, and I realized, wow, I think I've outgrown this song. But as an artist and as an entertainer, I can still act and tell stories of um of from any point of view. But at the same time, that's the beauty of music. Music could mean anything. I could be talking about my faith, that I want my faith to stay with me. People could be thinking maybe I'm talking about, it could be someone else about their mother or their lover or their child or, you know, so you can connect with it in in um in in any way. But for me, I think I would say at this point in my life, that the higher self, the higher awareness of self, right. self to stay with me so I do not lose myself in someone else, you know. And right, so you become a, you've become, <laughs> yeah, you've become a more self-aware individual. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Hey, ask, let me tell you, uh, or let me ask you about the vocal arrangement on that song, because it was magnificent. Who was singing with you on that? I did all the vocals on you, that track, and I arranged everything on wow, that Wow, man, that killed, because I thought you had, like, you know, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in there or something. I mean, yeah. it was just fantastic. Great. Yeah. So, uh, so you, don't, you don't need a whole bunch of cavalcade of stars behind you, my friend. You do it all. That was great. Now, tell me about the production. Where did you record that? Um, I have a lovely... Uh, studio engineer uh, in London. He has an attic in his flat and I go in there and I make music. So what happens is that I will go write a song, um, take it in there, play it on piano, and then we'll call the music director in and he will just sit on, sometimes mute my music and replay the music part and then he goes and then i just lock myself in there with the studio engineer and i just arrange my vocals and record my vocals and and i go back maybe two three times and i'm happy with them that's how we make music great so who's your engineer who works with you um or do you have a whole bunch paul, of people paul paul at the moment i'm working with paul at the moment he's a he's a really really good guy because everything we have everything i need i mean um once the music is down um, I can do whatever I want. I can sing. I can, I, if I want to add anything, I can produce. So, I mean, Paul just presses the button. I really don't really, I'm rubbish with technical stuff. Well, would you tell Paul for me that, <laughs> Paul, you know, I've got to tell you, you've got good equipment, but more important, you've got great technique and talent, Paul, because uh -huh. for an attic in the flat, my friend, you're producing some great stuff. That, that was a really good track. I really enjoyed that. Hey, so tell me, um, Anthony, what's the story with London 
and gigging. Um, do you perform out? I mean, obviously you do. I've seen uh, some of your videos. So what is the um, what is the process for you going out? Do you go out with a full band? Do you go out solo, just piano? What's your um, What's your favorite modality these days? Oh, God. If I could have the, the whole of the Royal Albert Hall with me, <laughs> orchestra, <laughs> I'd love that. But the logistics and the, and, and the politics over the years has costed me the better part of my career relying on people. Yeah, so it's challenging. So for me now, give me a grand piano and I will make music to you from the heart. But this. Well, at the same time, I love playing with people. I mean, I, I have my band. I, I, okay, what I do these days is that I know the core members of my band that I know are um, good people and they would turn up. They won't, they're, they're professional. Let me say who are professional, who I can count on. And there are some people who come in and come out. So I think for me, it's easy. I know my music. I can chart my songs. I can, you know, you know write my give musicians my chord sheets and chord charts and I can work with anybody so these days I just get session musicians and say okay if I have a major gig to play I need XYZ and you know maybe there might be one or two people in my band who obviously who are very familiar with the with the work so when we mix them together things move quickly otherwise i mean i can work with anybody to be honest i'd put me anywhere i it's 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 easy for me i think the most important thing is that to have a great relation with the people you're working with and they have to be good people so i whether it's just an acoustic set or whether i need um um a quartet or quintet it's fine. I can even go out with my playbacks, you right, know, my right. MP3s and, and perform. I have my backing vocals on them. So, you know, it, it's gone are the days that I waited relying on people because once you know the truth, the truth sets you free. And there is truth in my music. If there's no truth, then I wouldn't even open my mouth. So, right. however, we do, I can even sing without music. You're the I man. I know the you've you've got the acapella thing down. Hey, do you ever get over to um, other parts of Europe? Do you ever get over to France and Germany, or do you pretty much stay in London? Actually, in thirteen, I did go to. I did experiment Europe. I went to. Um, I went to Germany, Munich. I I sang in Amsterdam. I went to Paris, Vienna. Yeah, Europe is fun. Yeah. When I, when I did it, I realized, oh my God, there's so much. Um, scope to engage people and when I was in Europe people really loved my music because they were so surprised that um, I hadn't traveled more so I would like to do more of that in future as well yeah well you've got a universal approach my friend and I think it's time to play Kiss Me Baby with Anthony Everest Mole bawo buere koa bola koni were komu were so bani bu mole bugi koa we ilea la koeti mola ilea la koeti mola my dear urasi fumi mole kushibi. Molo kushibi, ibati mori resilaro. Molo kushibi Santa, lolo ro kushibi, oh kushibi, 
Shibi Santa. So you gotta give me this story on what language are you speaking? <laughs> That's really cool. So, so is that your native tongue from? Uh, yes. Okay. So is it? Yoruba. So, so describe which language is it? It's called. It's called Yoruba. Yoruba. And, well, Yoruba to be the you, proper proper accent. Yoruba. Yoruba. <laughs> okay, so I'm getting language lessons here. I need this, man, my friend. Yes. Really? So yeah, so that's awesome. So um so I love the way you started that off and it's called Kiss Me Baby. So give us the give us the story behind Kiss Me Baby. Uh Kiss Me Baby was like a fantasy I had. I was watching um some digital channels a long, long time ago, probably about ten years ago, and I just had a drooling. I saw all these hot celebrities. I thought, Wow, these people look so fine. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was dating one of these. <laughs> so then I wrote the song Kiss Me Baby. So Kiss Me Baby. So it wasn't actually about somebody really that I knew. It's just vicariously living through <laughs> a fantasy. Right. So but it it, it works, you know. It's just kind of something I do. So now um, you just have to send that to the hot celebrities, right? And say, here's my number. Call me. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so um, so tell me what else is going on with your life as far as, you know, you've got all this great uh, ability to create and you're, tour, you're gigging and you created all this great music. What's on the hot seat for coming up as you look forward the next like three, four months? What are you going to be doing? Um, I want to pray and pray and pray more that um, God enables me to apply my purpose efficiently, effectively, creatively, and to the 
best of my ability and just surround me with great people, great spirits who want the same things that, you know, uh, we all want. I think that's very, very important because I um, there's a lot of negativity out there and right. sometimes the negativity can be from your colleagues from jealousy from people trying to sabotage your creativity because they see you doing something different to them and you're getting different results but they don't understand that is because you have god you have love and and it's it's simple but some people don't get it and i'm really sometimes frustrated as to how else to Explain. This is one of the reasons why I did my blog, Merciful Grace, to give back. Because I remember, <laughs> I remember my A and R saying that, oh, you, maybe some of these people. You didn't even say maybe some of these people don't want to engage you because they're worried that you're going to become famous and you want to help them. I said, really, I'm not like that. So I did the blog where I was supporting other people around me and and you know you know just sharing. And then he came back again, uh, like uh, a year later, and said, oh, you're your worst own enemy. Um, I will use the word he he used, and he said, "Just bleep everybody else." Right. And I was like, "I cannot win with you people." Yeah. If I do, I'm trouble. If I don't, and you're I'm becoming trouble. one of them when you do that. So exactly. So you I know. was saying, I, I'm just saying that I just want to focus on my creativity and allow love to lead the way. There's a great Mariah Carey song, Let Love Lead the Way. Check out that song. Yes, oh yes, I've heard that one. So so you're the antithesis of everything that is um, what he described. So so you, you live from that place of love, and yeah. it's hard sometimes to circumvent the negativity that surrounds us. And yeah. uh, so you do it through music, which is just the best vehicle you could have, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Music is a universal language that binds so many broken hearts and uh you can hear music in any language just like you heard in my native language and yes. you're drawn to it right so uh music is one thing that that's definitely brought me closer to my maker and like i said if i didn't have music in my life i'd be six feet under and through narcolepsy depression and negativity it's been just one amazing saving grace so i'm very grateful for it and i don't want to take for granted and it's unfortunate the enemy uses this because i always tell my friends that the music industry is a luciferian industry because if you trace this back to the bible um lucifer was in charge of music in heaven and he still uses music to lure people away from your whitney houston to your jackson to your amy winehouse to your marilyn monroe every single one of them music has been a bait Music has been a bait. So you right. can either use it positively or you can use it negatively. And I just want to try and share the love in my heart with the world through my music. Well, you're doing it, my brother, and you're onto something really great. And uh, before we part ways, I want you to share with us where's the best place for people to find Anthony Everest and his music. Um, if you click on, if, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, my music is there under Anthony Everest, Anthony with an H, Everest as in the mountain. Um, if you can also flick on YouTube, if you SoundCloud, if you want me in your town, that'd be grateful. And um, at the moment, we are actually talking to new management companies to try and take this business to the next level. If anybody likes what they hear, we can talk. Um, I'm up to, I'm open to so many ideas, working, collaborating, writing, performing, soundtracks, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. I just want to be um, creative and, and, and 
be able to create change positively. So I, I'm there, social media, Anthony Everest, Twitter. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on iTunes. You can download my music and, you know, it'd be nice to see you and connect with you. <laughs> that, that would be great. And don't forget, folks, Everest like the mountain. And you are a mountain of talent, my friend. And listen, Anthony, it's been wonderful. This went really, really quick. And I really appreciate you stepping up, my friend, and uh, joining us on the Dharmic Evolution today. Thank you so much. And I, may I say, it takes one great person to, another, to know another great person. Thank you, my friend. Peace and namaste, my brother. Thank you. Emptiness. Follow your dreams. Never around and kiss me, baby. And voice is my main instrument. He's a profound thinker, don't you think? I really enjoyed uh, my visit with Anthony today. I hope you guys did too. Please support him and his music. Anthony Everest from the UK really dug that today. So, hey, listen, don't forget to swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. And if you're a podcaster new to this space or thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. I'll take you down that trail. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. Also, there's videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the website. Um... If you've been on the show, you're on that website. Please check it out. Don't forget, the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. And tune in this Wednesday, DE66, for my very first and dear friend from Athens, Greece, Idril. Here, a unique, uncompromising, and talented lady with a unique take on, on music. is very worldly and very special. Don't miss that one. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do